the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, if you are joining us, uh, this is Let Us Reason, and I'm your host, Al Fadi, and I want to welcome you to another episode of this show. Uh, we are into our second season, so thank you so much for uh, your dedication and, and for following us and listening to us and promoting us even. I hear a lot of wonderful um, reports from many of you that I meet in person sometimes and uh, how you are uh, letting others uh, be aware of this show. So we thank you for that. And you can always, of course, go and listen to our archived uh, episodes on soundcloud.com. Uh, and uh, you can just do a search for Let Us Reason, and uh, you'll come across uh, the entire, basically, um, list of all of our previous uh, shows since its uh, start back in October of 2014. So thank you again. Uh, last week, we talked about a very uh, important topic, and that's the uh, topic of ISIS defectors. And I know this is something that you probably don't hear a lot about on the news. We All we hear about is the brutality of ISIS and people joining ISIS and the fight against ISIS. But obviously, uh, um, we are not in tune with the fact that some ISIS jihadis are disillusioned by ISIS itself, and they are either successfully defecting or unsuccessfully sometimes, as it was just recently in the news that uh, uh, one young woman uh, who supposedly was one of those faces of ISIS uh, recruitment, uh, and she comes from Eastern Europe, uh, supposedly that she lost her life uh, trying to escape uh, the uh, ISIS brutality. And uh, you can really, as one of the uh, defectors last week in the show when we uh, uh, listened to a clip interview with him, stated that it's uh, ISIS, you can think of it as a big prison, because once you're in, it's virtually impossible for you to leave. So we can understand why some of them might end up uh, being uh, brutalized by ISIS themselves or even lose their life. We talked also about uh, last week about um, uh, some of the reasons why they joined ISIS in the first place. And uh, uh, we stated that some uh, reports and analyses and research um, uh, could be summarized into two uh, main motivators, external motivators and internal motivators. The external motivators dealt with, uh, from the researcher's point of view, uh, dealt with the idea that maybe it is the weak states where they're living at and weak governments that cannot really um, contain them, or maybe they're disadvantaged economically and socially and a lack of job opportunities. Uh, uh, maybe it is... Uh, uh, the, the fact that they are not uh, finding themselves in there, basically. And uh, from the perspective of the jihadis, actually, uh, many of the external reasons has to do with a religious tone. In other words, they feel like it is their obligation to come in, 
to fight against regimes that are humiliating Islam. And of course, in this case, it would be fighting against the, as it started at, at least back in 2011, 2012. It's a fight um, against uh, the, 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 the so-called um, uh, uh, Syrian regime and the fact that this regime um, is an anti-Islamic regime and therefore it is the duty of the Muslims to take advantage of this Arab Spring and go and fight and liberate Syria from this uh, 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 dictatorship that has been ruling it for 50 plus years um, uh, um, in, in reference to the Assad family. But nevertheless, um, uh, really, uh, th- there are other uh, reasons, obviously, uh, why uh, those fighters are joining uh, ISIS. There is internal motives. Uh, for instance, uh, there is this uh, individual wants and needs for themselves, um, uh, how they perceive benefits uh, from becoming members. For instance, in this extremist group, the, uh, the, the, uh, the authority that it is bestowed on them, uh, the prestige uh, of becoming leaders and group leaders, um, how they are, uh, as male, are rewarded uh, with a variety of benefits uh, uh, depending on their background and, uh, you know, nationalities and so on and so forth. Uh, many of them are given homes. Uh, they're given allowances, of course, given maybe cars and phones and other privileges that uh, some are not uh, permitted to, like access to Internet, for instance. Not all ISIS fighters, by the way, do have that privilege. Some of them are given wives uh, and so on and so forth automatically upon arrival. And uh, uh, so uh, there are many motivators, obviously, that makes this uh, person um, feel important. Uh, And also the feeling of belongings. I mean, especially when we're talking about foreign fighters who grew up in uh, Western cultures that are individualistic at best. And the idea that it's all about me and that there is uh, this social life doesn't exist, and all of a sudden you find uh, yourself in need of a company, and uh, the way you do it is by keeping yourself busy or maybe having one girlfriend after another and one friend after another, but uh, this sense of belonging, all of a sudden you watch these propaganda videos of ISIS that you are part of a bigger community, and therefore you need to come in and join the group. I mean, let me just give you a glimpse of uh, what that means, for instance. Um, there, there is a, a number of videos uh, that are circulating around uh, and that ISIS uses basically to um, uh, entice foreign fighters, especially by uh, fighters from certain nationalities, uh, to come and join the ranks. Uh, you know, uh, one video, for instance, uh, uh, that was uh, circulating around by a, um, a British fighter uh, who was 23-year-old at the time. His name is Iftikhar uh, Jaman, uh, who really called um, ISIS and the fact that he is uh, uh, joining the ranks and fighting as a five-star jihad. I mean, this is how he was basically presenting ISIS and the fight in Syria uh, and how he was able to recruit many other British fighters to join him. He was... Uh, Unfortunately, of course, uh, uh, you have to feel sad for uh, these misled uh, youngsters. He was killed in December of 2013. There is also these videos about the celebrity fighters, jihadis, who join and uh, use rap music sometimes or their status and their popularity and their uh, former life as uh, civilians, and they attract others to come and join the ranks. Uh, you have, uh, for instance, the former Dutch soldier named Yilmaz, 
who helped train fighters with various factions in Syria. So uh, things like that. And not to mention then the speech also of the caliph himself, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, uh, as uh, to why you should join ISIS. Uh, he gave this speech back in July of 2014 upon the announcements uh, that uh, ISIS now is a caliphate. And this is what he says. He says... Uh, that he wants people to come to the land of Islam. And the reason why? Because we make a special call, he says, to all scholars, or to the scholars, I should say, which is uh, in reference here to the Islamic legal experts, and callers, especially the judges, as well as people with military, administrative, and service expertise, and medical doctors and engineers of all different specializations and fields. Notice, I mean, this is allegedly what's said by him, in his uh, uh, speech, sermon uh, uh, that was given. And uh, this gives you the sense, basically, that you're talking about an established government and an established country here. Uh, We're talking about specialized people. Obviously, if you are a doctor, you're expecting to get paid. Therefore, uh, there is a salary that will be waiting for you. You expect a hospital to, uh, to work out. You expect some amenities uh, that will be given to you. And indeed, many of them do receive those kind of things. And this is um, basically one of those tools and propagandas that are being used. Here's another propaganda that is used by ISIS in July of 2014 also. Uh, their media arm called al Hayat Media Center uh, released an 11-minute video called The Chosen Few of different lands in reference basically to those who joined from different backgrounds and nationalities and uh, drove basically this point, hammered this point about why you should join home. And in there, you uh, listen and watch a Canadian fighter named Andre Pullen, uh, who is a white convert into Islam and known as Abu Muslim. That's his, uh, uh, basically, comrade's name, his uh, military uh, ISIS name, if you wish, uh, Islamic name, if you wish. And in this video, basically, he uh, uh, begins to use a propaganda to entice others to join him. Now, before we continue with this discussion about what Abu Muslim is telling others to join, Uh, I would like for us really to listen to this clip about whether people who defected from ISIS still retain sympathy towards the ideology or not. That's very important for us to realize that even though if they are defecting and leaving, does that mean they are abandoning this ISIS ideology, which is, by the way, an Islamic ideology taught in the Quran? They're not bringing it out of void. We want to make uh, sure that people realize that ISIS is basing its teachings on available primary sources of Islam, the Quran, the Hadith, the teaching of the Prophet, the biography of the Prophet, and so on and so forth. Let's listen to clip number three. Welcome back. Uh, We have a rare conversation for you now with a man who, who knows ISIS from the inside. He defected from the terror group in Syria. Just a few weeks ago, and he sat down recently with CNN. We have to warn you, though, that this exclusive report from Arwa Damon contains some graphic images. There is no sign here of the progressive city that Raqqa once was. Now, the seat of power for ISIS. Gruesome crucifixions. Public executions for anyone who insults God. Lashings for women who are not fully covered in the niqab. 
beatings and imprisonment for keeping a store open during prayer time or selling cigarettes. Their inhumane brutality is felt daily, not just here, but across swaths of Syria and Iraq, now the so-called Islamic State. There is a commission for the prohibition of vice tasked with punishing anyone who violates regulations. This man, a Syrian in his 20s, defected from ISIS in Raqqa less than two weeks ago and still agrees with the ideology of ISIS. The main and principal goal of the Islamic State that they tell their new members is to establish an Islamic State that will encompass the Arab world. And after that, we go to the other countries. Raqqa is ISIS's central command, easily taken over by the organization after other fighting groups had already kicked the Syrian army out of military bases in the area. ISIS has now opened a logistics supply line that extends into Iraq. Raqqa is close to the border of Iraq, and we saw lately that weapons were going back and forth from Iraq. Already drawing foreign fighters, with estimates of several thousand from Western countries. We are coming and we will destroy you. Heightening concerns across Europe, with the UK recently raising its threat level from substantial to severe. The defector claims these foreigners could carry out attacks when they go home, but the security measures in those countries make it difficult for now. Since Western fighters joined ISIS, they consider their home country as infidels. If they have a chance, they will carry out attacks, because they think of it as an infidel country, and it should be fought. It is also perhaps why a Westerner was chosen to front the horrific beheading of journalist James Foley. It is possible that the goal was to project the image that a European or a Western person executed an American so that they can showcase their Western members and appeal to others outside Syria and make them feel that they belong to the same cause and that they too can do anything in support of ISIS in their respective countries. And there is also the internal indoctrination of innocent minds. Establishing more and more Islamic schools and altering education. Philosophy is prohibited. They canceled it as a kind of blasphemy. Many subjects have been canceled, like music and even sometimes sports. All of them have been canceled from the school curriculum. There is fear among the people, he admits, among those who don't subscribe to ISIS's ideology. But leaving is not a choice ISIS offers them. Arwa Damon, CNN, Beirut. Well, the video is very clear, obviously. If you're joining us, uh, this is uh, Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al-Fadi, and we're talking about a topic uh, related to uh, defectors from ISIS, of course, something that we don't hear about in the news all the time. All we hear about is people joining ISIS, and obviously it's uh, come to us, uh, it shouldn't really, uh, um, uh, I'm not surprised, I should say, uh, if uh, you yourself uh, will be surprised to hear about some who are defecting and leaving uh, the ranks of ISIS, and obviously there is a number of reasons why they're doing this, and uh, we won't be able to cover all of it, of course, in one show, and uh, hopefully we'll continue uh, this discussion in the uh, future as well. We've talked about part of it last week, and we're continuing to talk about it this week. And um, 
Before we listen to this clip, I was uh, referring to a video propaganda that was done by ISIS back in July of 2014 uh, through their media arm called Al-Haya Media Center. And the name of that video, or the title is The Chosen Few of Different Lands, uh, specifically, of course, talking about um, fighters that come from different countries and different backgrounds. And in there, uh, a fighter from a Canadian background, his name is Andre Polin, whose nickname uh, uh, as an ISIS fighter now and a convert to Islam is Abu Muslim, meaning the father of uh, a Muslim or a father of Muslim man, basically. And uh, in there, in the video, uh, basically, the idea is to try to present ISIS and his choice to join as something that is uh, really normal and reasonable. Uh, He said, for instance, allegedly in the video, he says, I was like your everyday regular Canadian before Islam. So he's talking about before converting to Islam. Uh, Then he said, I had money. I had family. I had good friends. Notice the point here is that really I didn't join ISIS because I was in need of any of these things. You know, at least that's the propaganda piece that he is playing with. And then he later proceeds to say, and it wasn't like I was some social outcast. It wasn't like I was some uh, anarchist or somebody who just wants to destroy the world and kill everybody. No, I was a very good person. And you know... Mujahideen, holy warriors, holy fighters, basically, are regular people, too. We have lives outside of our job. What is his job? His job is to be a fighter, of course, and kill people. That's the job that he's referring to. In other words, after I serve my eight hours uh, by killing people and destroying, I go back home and I have a family and dinner waiting for me. So, uh, obviously, he's portraying here that life had been good in Canada according to what he's saying. But then he proceeds to say that he realized, really, that uh, he couldn't live in Canada. Why? Because as a convert to Islam, Canada is an infidel state. Notice what the video says also, that they, these fighters view their own homeland, where they came from, as an infidel state, which is a very dangerous uh, teaching and ideology, by the way. And this is not coming out of void, of course. They are taught this from the pages of the Quran and Islam. The reason why they view this... They view this as a a duty now to either convert their people back home, which means if they defect and go back home, the question is, are they going to continue with this ideology at least back home? Or are they going to endorse attacks back home as the recent attack that happened in Paris? For instance, a number of those uh, perpetrators uh, come from a Muslim background, even though some of them are second and third and fourth generations that were born and raised even in France and in Europe. And yet they viewed the homeland as an infidel land and therefore they uh, have sympathy from others to support them to go and do this atrocity. So we need to really be, uh, it's a fine line. It's, it's to sympathize with them, uh, the, the fact that they were disillusioned why they should join, and at the same time realize that we have a duty, uh, a national security duty, uh, to protect the land when they come back. And even though I realize that they could be a rich source of intelligence at the same time, if we don't know about them when they come back as a number of those attackers in Paris apparently been going back and forth, uh, between Syria and Europe, 
uh, a number of them were coming back, basically, and as a result of this, uh, intelligence were uh, went into, uh, basically, oblivion, not realizing that they were communicating back and forth, and unfortunately, the result was what we witnessed uh, the, uh, on uh, November 13th and the attack that took place that Friday, that Black Friday, might I say. And um, in this video, um, this Canadian, uh, basically, convert... Um, uh, said that uh, he realized uh, that he couldn't live in an infidel state. Why? Because he doesn't want to also be paying taxes in that state, meaning Canada, uh, which in turn will use that tax money to wage war on Islam. This is the propaganda, basically, that is being used by the likes of uh, Abu Muslim to try to portray Islam uh, as the way to save the Muslim people, uh, I should say ISIS, as the way to save Islam and the Muslim people. This is uh, the propaganda piece in this video and the uh, expectation to come out of it. And then he proceeded later to say, uh, so he answered, at least the video uh, will end by having someone else saying that Abu Muslim answered the call of his Lord and surrendered his soul without hesitation, leaving the world behind him as the narrator said uh, in, uh, in a perfect English, not out of despair and hopelessness, but rather with certainty of Allah's promise. And then you hear uh, Poland, Abu Muslim himself, saying, put Allah before everything. So this is the calling, the propaganda that is drawing a lot of these fighters from Middle East, from Asia, and foreigners from Europe as well to go and join ISIS. Something that you and I obviously are unable to fathom. But it may come as a surprise to you as well. And as I approach the end of this episode, I want to just at least play a teaser for you that we will continue with next time. It may come as a surprise to you that those fighters that are joining and defecting later are not just male fighters. We have also female ISIS sympathizers, fighters, and people who are joining ISIS. Let's listen to clip number four. She was once a member of ISIS's feared women's brigade. She says she'd patrol the streets of ISIS's stronghold in Raqqa, Syria. She'd grab other women who weren't wearing the proper clothing and would sometimes lash them. When CNN spoke with her, she said some other women who married ISIS fighters had a worse fate. The foreigners are very brutal with women, even the ones they marry. There were cases where the wife had to be taken to the emergency ward because of the violence, the sexual violence. Khadija, not her real name, is in her mid-20s and is now an ISIS defector. New details are emerging tonight from Khadija and nearly 60 others who fled from ISIS. Their accounts were compiled in a new report from the International Center for the Study of Radicalization. Mubin Sheikh once defected from a jihadi cell. A lot of these, these kids, uh, they're just not prepared for the reality on the other side. I doubt they've taken a bullet. Um, they're going to find out real fast that it's, uh, it's not the video games that they've been practicing on all this time. Nearly two-thirds of the defectors identified in the new report left the terror group this year. Why did they leave? The report says some are upset that they're fighting against other Sunni rebels. Others were horrified by the brutality of the group. 
The worst thing I saw was a man getting his head hacked off right in front of me. Some fighters found ISIS corrupt and racist. One particularly striking example is that of an Indian defector whom ISIS had forced to clean the toilets because of his, his color of skin. Many left because they thought they were being used as cannon fodder. Some complained that when they arrived on the scene, they were immediately expected to become suicide bombers. U.S. intelligence officials tell CNN ISIS fighters have limited exit options, that the group's barbaric treatment of those it believes have deserted them makes it hard to walk away. What could ISIS defectors provide to Western intelligence? From tactics that are being used, from the layout of particular installations, where in Raqqa is the Islamic State, where, for example, are prisoners being held, where is training being conducted. Well, uh, this video um, says it uh, all, and uh, we're approaching the end of our show. Next week, we'll pick it up from here, and we will comment on this trend as well. Thanks again for listening to our show, Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al-Fadi. Um, you can always contact me directly at Ministries at gmail.com. I appreciate uh, uh, your support, and uh, until we meet again, have a blessed week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.